raised five children, and you know, there were times where I said, well, my, my friend's parents let them do this. And my friend's parents do that, and they're allowed to, or they never get to. And I said, well, that, that's not your parents. That's this family. And in our family, everybody say that, in our family. And I'm talking about the family of God. If God is your heavenly father, if you're a real, true follower of Jesus, we're part of a whole different kingdom. We handle things in a whole different way than the world does. Amen? And we are not rude in this family. And when we are rude in this family, do you know what else we do? Because we're, come on, we're rude, we're impolite, we're impatient, we get out of sorts. But you know what else we do in this family? We get it right then. We don't leave it. We forgive. We humble ourselves. We apologize. We fix things. We talk it out. We pray with one another. We let it go. Even if they're not interested in being at peace, I'm going I'm to be at peace. I'm going to let it go. I've been forgiven us so much, I can forgive you. I've had so much grace in my life, I can give grace and mercy to you. Amen. So we don't do rude in this family, but when we do, we clean it up and we get it right. Amen. In Ephesians chapter 5, it gives a list of behaviors. Included are some of the descriptors of being rude. And it says that this is not to be mentioned in connection with believers. Another translation says this is not to be named once among you as is fitting for believers. In the family of God, we are not rude in this family. Look with me at Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12, verse 10 through 18. Love each other with genuine affection. Are you still here? And take delight in honoring each other. Never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. Rejoice in our confident hope. Be patient in trouble and keep on praying. When God's people are in need, be ready to help them. Always be eager to practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Don't curse them. Pray that God will bless them. I don't know. I think we need to vote about maybe removing this verse. (laughs) This is a tough one. I better read it again. Bless those who persecute you. Don't curse them. Pray that God will bless them. Verse 15, be happy with those who are happy. Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with each other. Don't be too proud to enjoy the company of ordinary people. And don't think you know it all. Verse 17, never pay back evil with more evil. Do things in such a way that everyone can see you are honorable. Do all thing, do all that you can to live in peace with Everyone. Can you imagine what things would be like if everybody lived out those, those verses? Can you imagine? Can you imagine how much better things would be if 5.7% of us did that? Pastor, what's the 5.7%? I don't know. I made it up. But if just any of us just started living out God's word in this way, I'm telling you what, it's going to help us so much. Look at Matthew chapter 5. Blessed are, the, blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called the 
children of God. It's, it's saying it'll be noticeable and it'll be noticeable that you're a child of God because you're a peacemaker. Matthew 7, 12. So in everything, this is the golden rule as it's called. In everything, do to others what you would have them do to you for this. Going to others in this way sums up the law and the prophets. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 4 and 5. Love. This, this, everybody say love. love. This is not your love. This is God's love. This is God's love. And where is God's love? God's love is in you. The Bible says that the love of God was poured out into us in abundance by the Holy Spirit who was given to you. You have the love of God in you. Everybody say, I have the love of God in me. Now, this is not just the love of God for you, toward you. This is the love of God he put in you. And you use the love of God that is in you to do what the Bible says to do for other people. Because it's only God's love is potent enough and strong enough and lasting enough to be able to be kind and be forgiving and, and to bless those that curse you. Only God's love can do that. Our love wears out really, really quick. Just lasts a little bit. You know, some things got a giant battery. And some things just got a little battery that lasts like, but I'm telling you what, this is energized by heaven itself. The love of God, God's love in us is supposed to be God's love through us. Back to our verse, 1 Corinthians 13, 4. Love, God's love in me is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. Look at this. It, love, is not arrogant or, or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It, love, is not irritable or resentful. In Galatians chapter 5, it contrasts the works of the flesh and the fruit of the Spirit. Trust me, you want to have the fruit of the Spirit in your life. In the list of the works of the flesh, which does not end up well, it includes hostility, quarreling, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division, and then it says this, and things like these. So the list goes on. So in case you thought, well, I wasn't quite on that list. No, no, no. Here's the category of root. It's the works of the flesh. But the fruit of the Spirit, which technically, literally, is the fruit which his presence within produces. So I've got love from God, God's love in me, and I've got the Holy Spirit trying to produce fruit in me. The fruit of the Spirit is and includes patience, kindness, goodness, and self-control. Guess what, folks? We are not rude in this family. Whether we're together or whether we are dispersed all over the community, we are not rude. And when we are rude and we realize it, we go and we get it right. Can I get an amen? amen. Now, speaking of family, did you know this? Did you know that we're actually supposed to train our children? Did y'all know this? See, if you look in our world today, it looks like we're just supposed to have our children and then make sure you feed them. Kind of keep track of where they might be. Now hear me, I'm making light of this, but we are to train our children in the way that they should go. 
We're to train up our children in the ways of the Lord, which are the best ways. Not in religious ways, in life-giving ways that the Bible actually does teach us. We're to raise our children up in, the, in those ways. We're third, almost fourth generation, though, of the breakdown of the family. Families are under major attack. It is, in, it is laced in virtually everything in our culture, in our media, in our social media, to attack, to break down the family. So the practical outplay of that, though, is now, and we're generations into this, is the breakup of family. For example, when I was in third grade, my parents divorced, and I was the only child in my class that had divorced parents. Only. Now it's epidemic. Now some don't even bother to get, to get married. And so then what you have is the breakdown of the family, and then along the way different things have happened where people that weren't parented now are parenting, but they don't know how to parent because they weren't parented. Are y'all following me? And then you take that to the next level, generation, and the next generation, and we're falling apart all over the place. And people don't even know what they believe, and they're confused about everything. And what we have to do is come back, and we have to train and model for our children and we have to retrain ourselves. And if you're responsible for your grandchildren or family situations, or you're helping with foster children, or you're adopting, we have to fight for our children. We have to fight for this next generation. And we just have to tell them truth and love them. But we're to train up our children because the definition Included in the definition of rude, you ready, is untrained. So a lot of the reason why children and young people would actually fall into the category of times of doing things that would be considered rude, it's not that they're mean, they're untrained. You know, sometimes Alicia and I will, will note this, we'll be in a store, a restaurant or whatever, and there's an employee and we kind of feel like, well, wow, that was kind of rude. Or maybe you call a business or something and the person on the phone is like, hello, what do you want? And they're representing a business. They say, well, that's kind of rude. No, actually, they're untrained. So just to take the time say, okay, when you answer the phone, smile even though they can't see you because it's going to show up in your voice. Put a little energy and pay attention. Don't be playing on your phone while you're talking on the real phone to real people. And people just have to be trained. And people in stores and businesses to smile and pay attention and stay aware. Because sometimes what we consider to be rude is just they weren't trained. They're not paying attention. They're impolite. They're not following through. They're not smiling. They're not speaking clearly where you can hear it's all the things you say well wow that was kind of kind of rude we had it just happen the other day and like well that was not very good and i think it really is just a matter of training well guess what with our children y'all with me still with our children we've got to train them we've got to tell them we've got to teach them we've got to model for them these things honor respect restraint civility 
awareness, self-awareness and awareness of the people around you. Manners. That's awesome. Train them to be helpful. Train them to just at least offer help. Smile. Greet people. Be welcoming. Be patient. You ready for this? And say, please. And say, thank you. And, and where I'm from, and where I'm from, and say, yes, sir. And say, yes, ma'am. And some people, wait. Some of y'all are from up north and go, that's a southern thing. Yes, sir, yes, ma'am. Well, let me tell you something else. Boiled peanuts and fried chicken are southern, too. And they should be everywhere in the world. I need a better amen on that. Just to show some honor. I mean, there are people my age and younger than me, and just by virtue of their position. We had a dance recital last night, and a highway patrolman standing there in, in the building. He was passing out bulletins. He's full uniform and everything. And, and you say, well, I don't know what I think about law enforcement. I, I'm, I am not going to lump everybody into one category because in every field there's bugs. Every, listen, there's, there's preachers that are weird. There are teachers that are bad. Just because you get a bad haircut doesn't mean you don't go get your haircut again. You just go find somebody else. The highway patrolman, and I said, I said, thank you, sir. And I'm older than him. I said, thank you, sir, and I appreciate what you're doing. I mean, we've just got to bring it back instead of just going with a whole slosh of culture saying, don't do this and say this and say this. Stop letting the world that doesn't know the first thing about living try to tell you how to live. All right, I got to hurry. I, didn't, I hope I wasn't rude cutting off your applause, but. <laughs> so we're looking at ourselves, right? We're going to do a better job training our children, right? And now let's look at one last area of this. What do you do when others are rude to you? Have you ever had that happen? Well, first of all, try not to take it personal. Try not to take it personal, because often it's not personal. Sometimes people are just reckless, careless, they're going through a bunch, they're untrained, maybe they're overwhelmed, um, maybe they're angry. Did you know this? Anger is a secondary emotion. It's a secondary emotion. So when somebody's angry with you, um, typically something else or someone else set them off. Probably a lot of something else's and someone else's. You might not be their actual problem. In Luke chapter 6, verse 32 and 33, it says, But if you love, one translation says, If you only love those who love you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good, or if you only do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners do the same. Skip down to verse 35. But... Love your enemies, do good, and lend, hoping for nothing in return, and your reward will be great. Instead of getting credit for nothing now, your reward is great, and you will be sons and daughters of the Most High. Watch this. 
For he, come on, read it. For he is kind to the unthankful and the evil. And he calls us to do the same. Others may be rude. Rudeness may be more and more common. But you, say that's me. But you stay, you stay with manners. You stay with kindness. You stay with patience. You stay with self-control and civility and respect and godliness and love. You overcome evil with good. And sometimes it's just, well, hush my mouth. The Proverbs tells us in Proverbs 30, if you devise evil in your heart, put your hand over your mouth. Sometimes when you're thinking evil, the Bible just says, do this, put your hand over your mouth. So you thought it, but don't say it. So hold that back and deal with it on the inside. Listen, the less you respond to rude, critical, and argumentative people, the more peaceful your life becomes. Let me add on to that. The less you respond to rude, critical, and argumentative posts, the more peaceful you will become. That's why we're passing out the special gloves so you can't type or gesture. Okay? Listen, don't get pulled in. Social media, well, I'm going to go to Twitter and I'm going to go to Facebook. Yeah, have a great time. Those can be used to some advantage. We try to leverage them to encourage people. And if all you post is recipes and pictures of puppies, that's sweet. But then somebody says something politically or otherwise that you don't like, well, I, here we go. <laughs> Trust me, just don't. Just don't. Because you think, I feel better once I... No, because then 300 posts later, you're still in there. Oh, yeah? <laughs> and that's why we have buckets for your head and gloves for your hands. We're trying to help you people. Just don't. Just don't. Hey, listen, we're from a different kingdom. We handle things in a different way. The whole thing is wired to get you wired. Don't fall for it. Don't fall for it. And conversations and people out with signs and different things in our world has just gone crazy with being rude. You and I, we're going to stick with manners. We're going to stick with civility. We're going to stick with godliness. We're going to stick with kindness. God keeps the books. And when a man's ways please the Lord, he causes even his enemies to be at peace with him. So just do things God's way. God's way is the best way. Let me wrap this up. James chapter 1, verse 19. Understand this, my dear brothers and sisters. You must all be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. Human anger does not produce the righteousness God desires. Proverbs 18, 13 in the message. Answering before listening is both stupid and rude. There it is. Proverbs 15.1, a soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. Rudeness is contagious, and it spreads rapidly, but you know what? So does kindness. Look at me. God's way is the best way. 
God's way is the best way. And listen, if you are a child of God, if you're a true follower of Jesus, we're part of an entirely different kingdom. We have an entirely different playbook. We do things, we handle things in an entirely different way. And when you do things God's way, hear this, God will meet you there and God will help you there. And sometimes the moment is awkward and painful and all of that, but you walk away knowing that you handled it God's way. God notes it. God will take care of that. God will take care of you. And in the end, all will see God's way is the right way. In the family of God, we don't do rude. We can't fix the whole world, but you know what you and I can do? We can get rid of rude. And there's your best summer ever. Amen? Did y'all get anything at all? All right. I pray so. Let's do this real quick. Let's, let's just pray about this. Father, help us. Because sometimes we're just rude on purpose. Sometimes we're untrained. Sometimes we're unaware. And it's all unbecoming. We repent. We ask you to forgive us, to cleanse us. But God, help us to see and to do a better job of this. Holy, Holy Spirit, bring it to our attention. Bring it to our awareness. Show us when we ignore people or when we're pushed for our own way or we're rude in our expressions, our tone, anything, God. Help us. Bring it to our awareness. And then give us the grace and courage to be able to get it right with people when we cross those lines. But most of all, strengthen us. Help us so that we can be a light, truly be a light as we walk in the light. And I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let me have every head bowed and every eye closed just real quick here this morning. Everybody needs a Savior. And there's only one Savior, and he is Jesus. Our sins undid us. They separated us from God, from our Heavenly Father. We had no way back. We could not pay off the debt. The bridge was out, folks, and we could not fix it. But God so loved us that he sent his son. He came and paid the price for our sins on the cross. He rose again from the dead. He made a way, a new and living way. He rebuilt the bridge so that you and I have a way back to our Heavenly Father. And our Heavenly Father is calling us back into relationship with him. And when you accept what Jesus did, when you accept Jesus, then you enter into, back into relationship with your Heavenly Father. The result of that is you're a child of God. You have a home in heaven one day forever. And in the meantime, you have help and his presence every day of your life. And so if you're here this morning and if you have never received Jesus, accepted what he did, come into relationship with God, my friend, you need to do that today. And if you're here today, and maybe you have that relationship with God, but whatever has happened and you, you realize, I am not where I need to be. I need to come home to the Lord. Listen, God's not mad at you. God's calling you home today. Come home. Come back home. Get your peace back. Get your confidence back. Come back home. So if either one of those is you, and this morning, that would be you, and you would say, Pastor, I, I want to accept Jesus. I need a Savior. I need Jesus in my life. Or I need to come home to the Lord. If either one of those is you, 
Heads are bowed, eyes are closed, nobody's looking around, nobody's going to embarrass you. But if either of those is you, would you just lift your hand up good and high for me to see right now? If you're saying, Pastor, pray for me today. I want to receive Jesus today, or I need to come home to the Lord today. If that's you, right now I'm looking, lift your hand up good and high. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I see you, I see you. Thank you. Are there others? Are there others? Thank you. God bless you. Thank you. Anybody else? Thank you. Back over there, over there. Thank you. Good. God bless you. You can put your hands down. I see your hands. More importantly, the Lord sees your hearts. And so here's what we want to do. I want to be able to pray a prayer with you, a very important prayer, short prayer, but important prayer with you to receive Jesus or to come home to the Lord. The best way to do this, the way that I love to do this best is to pray that prayer with you up close. And so to make that happen this morning, in just a second, we're all going to stand. We're going to sing a song once or twice through. And if you lifted your hand, or you know you should have, when we start to sing that song, I want to invite you, I want to challenge you to step out from where you are and come down here where I'm at. You already feel it in your heart. Respond to that. That's the Lord drawing you. Make your way down here. I'll be on the floor level. I will greet you. No one's going to embarrass you. We're just going to cheer you on. We'll pray that important prayer in just a moment. Let's all stand together. Can we, everybody, nobody leave yet. If you lifted your hand, or you should have, as we sing, you come. God bless you. I'll meet you here. Hey, sweet. Hey, God bless you. Hey, come right on over, if you will. We'll stand here. We're going to pray in just a minute, okay? Right there is good, good. Hey, buddy. Hey, man. God bless you. Stand right here. We'll pray in just a second. Lifted your head or you should have. Come on, come on. Hey, buddy. Hey, man. God bless you. Running after me. Yeah. Hey, man. God bless you. We'll pray in just a second. Amen. God bless you. We'll pray in just a second. Hey. God bless you. God bless you. We'll pray here in just a second. Hey, sweetie. God bless you. We'll pray in just a second, okay? Hey, man. We'll pray in just a second, right? Your goodness is running out. Lifted your hand or you should have. Come, come, come. How about a big God bless for these folks right here? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine bravest people in the house right here. All right. All right. And when we pick teams, you're on my team. All right? All right. Good. And you too. All right. <laughs> hey, I'm proud of you. And, and here's what you did. You didn't come up here because I invited you. You came because God moved in your heart. I just helped to draw your attention to that. And God's going to honor that you stepped out in this way. There's some of you that should have raised your hand or made your way forward. I don't want you to condemn yourself or count yourself out right now. We're going to pray a prayer in just a moment. And you need to just pray that prayer from your heart. Get it right in your heart. And, uh, and then get with us. The advantage we have up here, as soon as we're done praying, we're going to touch base with them real quick. And uh, encourage them in some next steps. So uh, if you didn't make your way up here, but feel like you should get with us right after service okay we'll we'll be up here i want to lead you in a prayer and if you'll take my prayer make it your prayer pray it out of your heart and mean it that's the kind of prayer that god hears that's the kind of prayer that god answers you'll need to know that the rest of your life pray it and mean it and god hears that and god answers 
Um, we're going to pray it out loud, but that won't be awkward at all because everybody in here is going to join us in this prayer. Everybody, come on, pray with us right now. Father God, I come to you now in Jesus' name. Jesus, who loves me, gave himself for me. Lord, I love you. I give myself to you. I ask you right now, come into my heart, come into my life, be my Savior and be my Lord. And by the blood of Jesus, shed for me, forgive me right now of every sin. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Make me brand new and set me free. Now fill me with your peace, with your joy, with the Holy Spirit, and with the assurance. You'll never leave me. You'll never forsake me. And I thank you now. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Come on, let's thank the Lord. Amen. So I've got Pastor Doug and I've got Stacy. They're going to divide you guys up real quick. We just want to spend a minute with you. We're not going to hold you up. We don't want anything from you. Nothing weird's going to happen. We just want to share a few things about some just next steps with God. You'll be glad for just those few moments. So if y'all will come on in. Hey, it's been a good morning. Let's go start our best summer ever. Peace to your house. Walk in peace. God bless you. You're dismissed.